Good evening to everyone that's in the studio tonight. Thank you, Pastor Remy, for the word charge tonight. You can give her a round of applause, it's fine. <laughs> Greetings to all the houses, all the leaders, everyone that made it to the private broadcast, because I get um, into quite a few fights if I don't allow certain people to see it. But good evening. Tonight, I've asked the media team to just make it an evening talk. Evening talks allows me to share thoughts. Um, also allows me to take my time. So I hope you've got endurance tonight. Yeah, it's half-hearted, yes. <laughs> Imagine Remy ended the word charge in the manner that she did. So I made sure before I sat, came onto the seat, I made sure that I told her that, well done, but leaders were tuned in tonight because she boasted in the fact that it's a private broadcast. Um, our broadcasts are not so private anymore. So I do want a snippet of how she ended. She didn't even allow the screen to change. She revealed her true height. <laughs> <laughs> but an amazing word. Can we start with Hebrews 11? So I want to speak to, I was listening back to Pastor Sam's um, word on Saturday, um, focusing on duty. And at one point, I thought the emphasis of um, tonight and what's been my thought is the exaltation, us exalting, exalting, lifting the concept of training. Yeah? I think training is vital. If you heard, and I believe the whole nation was tuned in, of course, but just to remind you, Pastor Sam boasted a good part of his word charge, or his word, rather. Um, he boasted in the fact that himself, a Pastor Oni, um, a Pastor Shadia, if we look at them as having anything, or being multi-millionaires, it's because of the training, not because they tried to be business men and women. So I want to emphasize or keep my thoughts. It'll be here and there in quote, whatever here and there means, but I want to emphasize on training because training is something I grew up, you know, someone asked me, I think it was Remy, it was Pastor Remy, tried to challenge me, asked me the question the other day, why didn't you make it in football? And I hated the answer I gave because many people give the same answer, <laughs> which is injury. Bull crap. If I'm really going to look at everything in retrospect, really pay attention to things, I just know that I lacked the discipline of training. And that's why I've said to you that, and I'll say in this house, be very careful, either if it's yourself or if it's a neighbor, be very careful of someone that is very skilled or talented. You know, I've given you the concept of um, a talented monster. Sometimes we try to put skill and talent above process. And I spoke to you before that faith is confidence. And I said to you that the confidence, therefore, of a superstar athlete is not his skill, but rather 
his training. So I want to emphasize again on training and the kind of things we are to expect in the in the endless realm in quote of training. But before we go there, I think this was a good scripture that um, Pastor Remy used. So I just want to touch something here quickly. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the New Living Translation. Go on. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. I want you to keep this scripture in mind because I have a scripture to share tonight. Um, when I come and speak to you, they'll, look, it works in many ways. Um, the words that we speak are God-breathed. I'll take you to that scripture a bit later. What that means is that its source is not human. I and any of the leaders, and I always use this as, as an example so that you don't come to your leaders with flesh. If a pastor Indidi comes on to speak to the house at a time, if a pastor Enrique comes on to speak to the house at a time, if a pastor Obi or anybody comes to speak to you, Pastor Sam at midnight, or so whoever comes to speak to you, I hope you do know that we're not speaking out of a library we have. Meaning that we've written up a lot of sermons. I'll take my time, so I just want you to... Um, we'll filter out people who can pay attention and who can't. But it's not like Pastor Obi has a book of sermons that he says, okay, today is now, whatever the date is, um, let's preach this. I spoke to you a few weeks ago that the word of God came. And what makes you God's is that you can be found in a position where the word can find you. So sometimes we could have just finished playing and all of a sudden a word is impressed in our hearts. The word of God or scripture is God breathed. And again, I will get to that a bit later. But in case you still don't understand what I'm saying, Paul was the writer of that comment. And when he said all scriptures God breathed, the New Testament was not in book form. That's why he emphasized that everything you see written was inspired. Do you understand? But we'll get there. So for me, there are times that we hear word like on Friday, I think I came to speak to you about the man of work. There are things that PT has said that triggers a thought enables you to go and study then by the spirit you're able to um, convey an idea what God is trying to say right then there are other times that and I, I hope you do have this there are sometimes words that God is dealing with you personally that are almost very difficult to preach because they're dealing with you in fact you're still living out that word. Yeah? Now, tonight, the reason why I changed it, because if not, if usually there's no title, I'll just make it word and worship. But I want you to understand the kind of atmosphere we're having here. It's a family address. It's a talk. And that's why I want to emphasize on training. But look at what this scripture says, because this will make meaning to something I'll say later. I've always given this as a disclaimer. If you're ever going to understand the way Pastor Obi preached, you're going to have to hear the whole thing. Look at what scripture says here. Faith shows what? The reality of what we hope for. So imagine hope is not all in all. 
yeah, it's possible to have empty hope. Because scripture says that faith shows the reality. Faith is the substance. Faith is confidence. So what I need to match my hope with is with faith. It says it is the evidence of things we cannot see. I just want you to hold on to that thought. So again, if you've ever heard a word and in that word you've heard a promise, there's been prophetic declarations like you will prosper, like you'll be nation leaders and all of these things. Without faith, the constant um, supply from the word, yeah, without coupling your faith or your hope with faith it is possible for your hope to become something that hurts you it's possible faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see so i want you to hold on to that point so tonight when we say evening talks take notes don't think your mind's going to be able to keep everything i'm just sharing thoughts that's in my heart Matthew chapter 25 is where Remy also went to, Pastor Remy went to, from verse 14. Let's also look at something here. Again, it will be like a man going, On a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. You know, it would have been very foolish, yeah, of a master who has wealth to entrust his wealth to people that were unreliable. I'm not going to give my wealth, um, you know, the kind of charitable works one can engage themselves in is you giving your abundance, your, le your leftovers almost. But you're not going to give your wealth to just anybody. So the free men that was given wealth here were people who, um, in quote, let me say this as well because we're talking about training, has been screened for a while. Look at what verse 15 says. Go on. To one, he gave five bags of gold. Mm -hmm. To another, two bags. And to another, one bag. Each. According to his ability. Underline that. It says, each according to his ability. If the master had not known them before this moment, he cannot know their ability. So the question is, because when you spoke, Pastor Remy, it made me ask questions as well. So why did the one, the, the man that was given one bag, um, fell, in quote? Why was he afraid? The Bible then says that he went on his journey. Do you know what the fear of, you know, in the midst of Pastor Toby, so when we come to um, a service a physical service, um, um, whatever, wherever PT's in charge, and he's in charge here, but I mean, wherever PT's present, have you noticed that there's a confidence you have? Have you ever witnessed, I've witnessed it, that sometimes when you leave a service, I've said this to you before, you're probably thinking, how do I maintain such an atmosphere? Not even when I get home in the car. <laughs> it's like as soon as service as soon as PT walks out it's like you come back to the real world I don't want to come back to the real world 
This real world is a bastard. But I'm going somewhere. It says, each to, according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. You know the full realization of anybody is when what you've relied as your, in quote, external confidence is taken. Peter was a confident speaker until he saw his master apprehended. Then even a child can make him go against the things that he proclaimed. So there was something that we have to pay attention to there. It says, then he went on his journey, verse 16. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work uh -huh. and gained five bags more. Yeah. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. The question is, why because like i said and we may never have seen it like that before but it would have been foolish on the master's part if he just gave his money his wealth sorry to just anybody can't give if i invest there is something if i'm wise there's something that convinced me that this is worth investing into so we have to ask the question why because truly this man had ability so look at what he tries to explain as his wife verse 19 go on after a long time the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them i want the scripture forgive me that i'll be here and there get for me the scripture you stay here get the scripture for me i think it's first corinthians 4 verse 2 that something along the line that a steward must be found faithful. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Yeah. The, the man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Mm -hmm. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. Mm -hmm. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things i will put you in charge of many things come and share your master's happiness pause here also i want you to think of who's telling this story christ we've also seen peter and Cole call christ master so i think sometimes we rush through scriptures and we don't think about it in context of where he was saying all of these things i'm made to believe that christ is trying to make sure we know that this master would not have given this wealth to his servants if he did not train them you know there's a scripture that says that a servant cannot be bigger than his master or something along the lines of that then it goes on to say that but a student that is trained will be like his master so you see this master here this is not someone just imposing and expecting the um the impossible from people this if we think about christ the one saying the story his concept of master and servant relationship is as reflected which is peter and cole i train you even in the midst of demands i've trained you pt made a comment on on saturday 
and it's not just and this is where i'm still going when you don't understand the process to i'll just use this example of getting seed yeah you will bypass the training and you'll think that the end result is what i'm looking for what god esteems highly is the way yeah so he says his master replied well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things i will put you in charge of many things come and share your master's happiness go on the man with two bags of gold also came same thing verse 23 his master replied well done good verse 24 then the man who had received one bag of gold came yeah master he said i knew that you are a hard man okay so again, he emphasizes that we've both known each other before the transaction. I knew that you are a hard man. Go on. Harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Pause. Why am I afraid with one if I've seen my master's soul? Yeah. Or, or harvesting even where he doesn't sow and gathering where he has not even scattered seed. He is he has been his own, um, in quote, um, judge. Because he knows the process that brought his master wealth. But he disregarded it. Look at how the master replies. Go on. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. Mm -hmm. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Look at the response. The fact to say, you wicked, lazy servant, is to actually say that much was expected from you. It's not that you didn't know. Laziness is not the absence of work, but the absence of the work you're meant to do. You wicked, lazy servant, so you knew. Please, let's look at this scripture together. It says, so you knew, go on. That I harvest where I have not sown. And gather. Where I have not scattered seed. Go on. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. You know he didn't say something spooky. He told him what he does. He puts his money on deposit with the bankers. If you know that it's not in my sowing that I made this happen, you know my process, why not do the same thing? So that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Look at what he goes on to say. Go on. His master... So take the bag of gold from him mm. and give it to the one who has ten bags. Yeah. For whoever has will be given more, and they will have in, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. So I'll pause here because this is not where I'm going at all tonight. But I think it's important that we see this. What made the servant wicked? He couldn't prove his training. You know, in front of leadership, you can have a picture. You can look a certain way. But you see, every moment exposed to the teachings of PT, exposed to moments of leadership, yeah, is meant to be moments that you highly esteem and truly walk through. Are you listening to me? They're meant to be processes because when he goes and you can't um, hide under his shadow, at that moment, what he's expecting is if you have become 
a follower of what I do. So I think looking at this, and this is why I want to put great emphasis on training tonight. I think he failed because he showed he never took advantage of the training that was given to him. What therefore then was the ability? Not someone's strength, but the measure of training that came to them. Yeah? Uh, well, I'm going to keep pausing because I'm going to show you some scriptures that we have said religiously, yeah, that we have to kind of um, bring into practicality. If it's not practical, it's not useful. The ability. So if PT looks at a pastor Obi, in as much as I would want to do more, he will not give me the target of a pastor Sam. Because it's not left to how determined I am by zeal. It's according to the ability, the strength of the word, the measure of word given to me. And this is usually hard to take because you're in an environment that demands much from you. Where we're going to end up tonight is praying out of the Ephesians free prayer for capacity, for strength in our inner man. And what's that strength for? So that word can dwell, Christ. What I know I need to be able to respond, let's say at, an, at a million pound target, is the word for it. My ability is not my physical strength. If not, Adam would have stood by himself. My ability is the word he says to me. So what I actually want to go through, if I speak tonight about soldiers in training, what I want to do is build up your appetite, our appetite to demand for more word. Because it's only in the measure of the word that you'll be able to produce. And also I showed you the scriptures, even as the word comes, if you do not yield, if you do not allow yourself to be totally involved in the words that's being spoken, then it's possible for, my, for leadership to, because my question is, if you knew it was his ability, should you not have known that he would not have brought to you um, a harvest? So ability was not according to him. Ability was according to the word he gave him. Do you understand that? So what I want to ultimately pray with everyone is the prayer of strength and build capacity in us for more word. Do you understand that? So let's start with this scripture. I find David interesting. Psalm 144. Praise be to the Lord, my rock. I've read this to you before. Go on. Psalm 144 verse 1. When you're there, no worries. No rush to that. Take all the time. Putting glory under the bus. Because you couldn't get it. I'm joking. Go on. Praise be to the Lord. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains, who trains my hands for war, mm. my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. So pause there. My main point is verse one. David did not praise more so the battle. His praise was with the training. 
yeah you know people can be lucky people can win um luckily but you see if you're trained you'll replicate your results anywhere so put verse 1 back on the screen. It says, praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains. Go on. Who trains my hands for war. Yeah. My fingers for battle. So pause there. So I, I was thinking today and um, this might be embarrassing. Maybe not. I hope I'm not the only one that's done this. But have you ever heard a target that you're so frustrated that you don't know how to do it, that you've gone on YouTube to find quick ways to make money? <laughs> I've gone to Google. I've searched everything. At one point, I could show you on my notes. You know, oh God. Media, social media platforms that distributes propaganda, meaning they mislead you. The big bastards I, I watched um someone's post and don't worry it's a fly don't worry um i watched a post and it, this is a black man in america who was working in a store and he wasn't making much then eventually during covid or just before covid he went into um vending machines saw that it was a good thing and he started making a lot of money well according to them imagine someone's boasting because they've made 100k in a year 100k in a year for us <laughs> that's like you're failing but he's gone so i was thinking maybe it's true and he was actually saying the places where you should go to put vendor machines of course that's america but i've gone and done research on how it looks here willing to do anything um, we've gone into the people who say ads you know what I hear about social media and media platforms they'll say like um, 10 quick ways to make your money <laughs> they lied through their teeth like it's unbelievable and I was just thinking why does these things not work eventually our frustration if you're like me um, you don't really like to spend time reading. I like learning off people. Yeah, I'm very, um, like, I like illustration. But you know, there was a time that everybody here that truly wanted to respond to targets went to go and get the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Because somehow it taught about money as well. But all of these things create a false sense of achievement you know I think I was thinking earlier today that the world has many people like I don't think we deep how many people live in the world forget the world think about um, the people um, in your house there's many people yeah and I was thinking about that, thinking about also the people that they choose to show on the screen. Very few. In fact, the odds of, I think today I saw, I can't remember if it was Little Baby or The Baby, um, he won a million pounds, a million dollars in the casino. Who was it, Pastor Diana? Little Baby. Because she's the pastor of everything, um, prison and, and drill. 
the general overseer. You see, she corrected me. Who did you say, little baby? And I was sitting here thinking, why can't we? I think the other day I said to the guys, let's go to the casino. Why can't we? After all our prayer and fasting and what we intend to do with the money, why can't we win these things? Went to go and see my friends on um, Sunday. <laughs> Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. <laughs> and Dave Chappelle was telling us about the time he went to Floyd Mayweather's strip club. I know this is a word, but I realized the church has no chance in the world, so let's start talking. <laughs> and he said that there was cash in one dollar bills up to his knees. It's like, that's a lot of money. And it, I won't say the rest of the part, because <laughs> I still have filled up for now anyway. And I'm just thinking that these people, you give money to these people, yeah? And I'm here sincerely <laughs> wanting to change people's lives. And it's like the God that you pray to does absolutely nothing. In fact, he positions you well enough to see them. <laughs> you know, little baby, um, won a million dollars in cash, then gave all his friends $10,000. And I thought to myself, He's very unjust. Imagine me winning, winning a million dollars. And I looked at P. Ricks and said, sir, here's $10,000. I looked at P. and I said, you know you've always been my sister. Here's $10,000. So I'm thinking, God, are you happy with this? Because I, you know, I read a lot of scriptures. I'm training for a day that's coming. And for others, I don't lose heart because I have um, my hope partnered with faith. But, so I train about business transactions. You see in Proverbs, it teaches you about weighing. Do not, do, do not um, manipulate the weighing scales, meaning the agreement between two parties. Scripture prepares you for these things. So I was thinking, so God, I don't want to see these things if it's just going to be teaser. For a while, my faith in prayer dwindled. For that this prayer thing don't work. It works, guys, don't worry. I already told you we we're going to pray at the end of this. But then fasting, I pray PT don't ask anyone to fast again. All these different things. And then I realized, okay, media that can cover, they have the choice of many people to cover. And they show us these people. And it creates for me and for you and for many others a false sense of achievement. Have you noticed that anyone that reaches a height, it almost looks like they just achieved it out of nowhere. Um, it's not all the time, you're not first introduced or it's not first recorded or documented the training or the preparation towards it. Do you know why? Because training um, does not sell. 
it's not um, enticing. You know, like Glody has decided to say, so I'm going to be saying it as well. Failing over a thousand times. <laughs> it doesn't win anybody. I'm sorry. But guess what? The day when he makes it, when, not if, when, when he makes it, the a thousand failures now becomes attractive. Not because of the process, but because of the achievement. So why am I sharing all of this? I was annoyed that I saw the little baby because I don't listen to his music. I don't know what song. Maybe I've heard it, but don't know it's him. So I was thinking, why am I seeing this? Then I realized it's my fault because I go to things like World Star Hip Hop and um, I scroll too much on Instagram, my sins. But then I realized that maybe the fact that I pray and God doesn't do is because he's trying to make me a warrior. He wants to make me understand that life is a battle, like I said to you the other day, and man is a soldier. You have given to you according to the battles, the secret battles that you overcame. Yeah? So look at David. David, in the times of having great successes in, on the battlefield, appreciated God more so for his training. Because it was his training that guaranteed his successes, his achievements. I want you to keep this in notes as well because of where we're going. Praise be to the Lord. He had opportunity to praise God for anything. Um, I think another reason why people do not like training, again, it's just a talk, so allow me to speak as freely as this. Uh, I think another reason why people do not appreciate training is because training, preparation, um, is seemingly long, almost endless. Let's be honest with ourselves. How long you've um, been a Christian for? Many promises has been said. Don't you wake up. I told, I think I had a meeting with Residian the other day and I said that, you know, now I wake up, I look at Pastor Ashley, don't wake her up. I go in front of the mirror to brush my teeth. I don't want her to talk to me at that morning. Go to the mirror, I'm brushing my teeth. And do you know what I'm thinking of? I'm just thinking, again? I know some people don't think about life like that. Yeah, but I do. It's like another day. Like, I was listening to worship earlier, and I was thinking, damn, it's Wednesday tomorrow. And when it's Wednesday, it's basically Sunday, which is basically another Tuesday. Just thinking, like, again. And I'm, do you know what I'm realizing? I'm having a real, again, it's me speaking, I'm having a um, neo-matrix experience. Because I think people become prisoners of time. Um, and I'll get to why I've said that. I think people become prisoners of time. And because of that, they hurt themselves. So me saying again is me being aware of something. So look at this. Um, Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12. Look, look at what it says here. And why I needed us to look at that. Hebrews 11. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a longing, a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Do you see that? Hope deferred. Definition of deferred, maybe. 
let's make sure that nobody um, is unaware of what this means. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And the scripture we may go to later, scripture says that above all else, guard your heart because the issues of life springs from it. But it says that hope, even though it's, um, it's the reason for hope is a good thing if it's not addressed as we want it to be addressed it can also make your heart sick and then it begins to affect your life yeah look if you've got a definition go for it put off an action or event to a later time postpone so in other words delayed um do you have any other definition? Just read a few. I want to take my time with training because training is something that we have already predetermined its time. And that's what's making a person hurt themselves and give off hurt. I realized something. PT said this one day. I can remember the day we did a service in the Gucci Hotel. And after, I think I was with Pastor Ayokunimi and a few. And if you remember, we were there for, for hours. And PT started to speak about algorithms. Saying that it's amazing how you attract yourself. As vast as this earth is, this world is, you can draw your own kind to you. Not only that, you can draw the same atmosphere and culture your parents created. So usually, the child of a divorced family will end up, despite loving the man or loving the woman, they'll probably end up divorced too. Algorithms. Abraham somehow attracted a woman that struggled to give birth then somehow with all his experiences, Isaac also attracted someone that struggled to give birth. Sometimes you look at someone get into a relationship or a type of work and it's like they're calling a world to themselves. And I'm thinking, this is actually quite supernatural. I had to sit myself down and check if I'm drawing the same kind of world as my father, my, my dad, my biological dad drew. If I am, then there's a string of disobedience somewhere. And that's what I have to quickly address so that the compliance officers that all contributed to what my biological dad um, become, they do not find me too. Do you understand that? I had to think about all of these things. It's, it's crazy. So why I brought that up is, if too many semen bad news comes to you, it's not the universe or the world being bad to you. It's that the universe and the world is attracted to something in you. 
if you've programmed that this is still scripture what i'm saying god said i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper as your soul prospers so when your soul begins to prosper the universe has to decorate you with prosperity do you understand that so i've seen someone come with this news this heartache that heartache and i'm thinking uh, there is something living in your heart that does not agree with the word in this house and sometimes it's culture sometimes it's family it's whatever but the word is given so that you can rectify certain situations that's why i want to take my time to speak to you tonight because i can guarantee you that if you don't address these issues in your heart doesn't matter how sure and how confident you are that you're living in total um total you're heading in the total opposite direction to your family you will only end up satisfying what fed you you remember what we read ecclesiastes the, the other day if the wind goes in this direction to the south it will only come back to the north if the streams enter itself out to the seas the seas will still say it's not enough so the culture that fed you you will give back to unless you manipulate time you take hold of it and for you to manipulate time that's why i said matrix you have to be above it you can no longer be a prisoner of it so uh, a scripture i'll read to you in a moment is the scripture that we heard the other day and it, it calls the thought the thought of a day is like a thousand years to god you know when we read that we worry because it's going to be a long wait if a day is like a thousand years or however it's said but what i realized that scripture was saying is that god is just not bound to counting days as humans do so if a woman no let me not go ahead of myself so hope deferred makes the heart sick but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life did you have another definition read it for me go on withheld for or until a stated time last one delayed until a later time you can read another translation while i'm applying bomb go on message unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick but <laughs> that's deep though unrelenting disappointment you know that's what our parents felt what they experienced what let me tell you why it's unrelenting they had hopes i always say this as young as my face looks now yeah you know my biological dad once had a young face like this now i'm embarrassed to see his dp i saw him pose in a certain way the other day i was thinking i'm not going to message you for either, for another few weeks why do you determine to disappoint me i'm joking i'm joking but it was unrelenting disappointment think about you have to ask yourself if you have many siblings and you can't find your mom or you can't find your dad you have to ask the question why did they come together and produce many then disappear they were disappointed the person that they were engaging themselves with was not who they thought or marriage was not what they thought now what makes the disappoint 
the, the disappointment unrelenting is that then they had hope for the kids. And then they said, this kid will be a well-behaved child. Then the moment that the child can sniff freedom, the child was like an arrow in their heart. Do you know why again? Because of certain things in their heart that they did not address that is drawing that kind of pain to them. We're talking about training, but we're going somewhere. Unrelenting disappointment, go on. Leaves you heartsick, but a sudden good break can turn life around. So look, so the, you know, the issue what I'm trying to show you here is that there's a problem with the way man thinks, but it's still a truth. The longer your, the longer your hope, yeah, that you, the hopes that you hope for or whatever you wanted, um, seemingly delays, yeah, the more pain it creates for you. That is simple. What I'm trying to say here, the more you know, and the problem about our settings of hope. You know, someone will not speak. They will not utter it out of their mouth because the problem with aging is that you get to a place where you can no longer say certain things out of shame. For example, um, people can be going through heartache because at this age, I'm not married. Or someone can be at heartache because at this age, having looked at people like me of my age, I don't have what I thought I would have. Um, when I first met you, what was, what was the age that you said you'd be a millionaire um, by? Can you remind me? You can't remember. You don't want the banter. You have to ask the question, what inspired your setting of the time of reaching your million? As much as you think it's you, it's the pattern of the world. Romans 12 is where I'm going. It's the patterns of the world. Imagine if the world was set in a pattern in a way that women and men get married at 40. Do you know that there will be no shame you will experience at 30 if you're not married? So a lot of the things that hits us that we can't even speak about is because of the patterns the world provided Go on. Are you there? Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation is by the renewing of your mind. He warns us here, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Why? Because you will only manifest hope deferred that makes the heart sick. Because you're trying to balance the hope produced by the word without the faith that comes with the word. And you've set timings according to the world. So I remember speaking to Beryl. I don't know if she'll remember this. Or um, some people. And some people say, oh, by this age, you know, you should be doing something in like music. And I'm thinking, but you're not following the same way of the world. So we panic. 
Do you understand? We panic. And the issue is here is that at that moment, we have taken promises that makes us have hope. We've taken it from the word. Then we're not listening to the word to give us the faith to make it something. What happens is that we start to look at other people. So people start to worry that I've been doing this for a while now and nothing's happening. And I'm thinking, but where did you get this from? Imagine me saying that, okay, I'm turning 29 soon. And I'm thinking, I did not meet what I want to meet. But I wasn't the one that wrote my life. Something was written of me before I was even conceived. So the word brought me back to the true manual for my life. And it says, follow this. First, I will read to you. So you will notice with God, he read promises first to men. Joseph had the dream of the sun and moon bowing. But what God was going to enroll him into, should he remain with the word, is training. He will have to have the training of brothers betraying him. He will have to be a slave and he will find himself at the top. But it will not be so without years of growing, end quote, growing actually through the ranks. There will be days of doubts. Sometimes the ways of God is not straight. Sometimes God goes this way, then makes you turn back on yourself. And that's when we start to think we're failing. Let me give an example. It's like us going to Mitcham, then Jerviston. Then all of a sudden, I find myself back in my mom's living room. Then you'll be thinking, God, why did you allow this? And it's only when I saw in scripture that there was a time that the Israelites were coming out of Egypt. And then Moses, by the instruction of God, was told to go back the route that he had just come through. And you can imagine the people listening to Moses thinking that these ways are not certain. In fact, if you're going back on yourself, we will read it according to the pattern of this world as failure. But it's scripture that made it known to us that God was intentionally trying to confuse the enemy, make them arrogant enough to chase Israel because what he wanted to do with Egypt had not yet been fulfilled. So that's why I said sometimes it's just safer to view things in retrospect, in hindsight, because at the moment, if you try to make sense of it, you will only make your heart sick. You will only start to attract bad things to you. Nothing is wrong, but you will see it as the worst case scenario. Because there are issues in your heart that you're not addressing. You've allowed your heart to be a place that anyone can speak. You've allowed your eyes to be too open to many things. I established that in my heart, the garden, that there will always be a tree of knowledge of good evil. What I just need to know my heart well enough is to know that it's there and therefore not eat from it. Did you hear what I just said? My heart can be a beautiful place and therefore wealth and all things good can come to me. But I must recognize that there's evil there. Scripture says it. The Bible, Christ said it, that a good person out of the good treasure in his heart 
he will draw out of the good treasure in his heart. Then he says the evil person will draw out of the evil in his heart. In other words, both good and evil is there as it was in the Garden of Eden. But the obedient knows what to draw from. And he knows how to safeguard the man that he made was not just sent into the garden to work the ground, but to also keep it in order. If not for being intentional about the garden, there are things that can grow out of order. The beauty can become messy. So it was not just the keeping of the garden. It was, he was actually speaking to him about maintenance. He was speaking to him about supervision. He was speaking to him about all these things that a grace must be so much more diligent about her heart because the issues of life will come not from the external factors but from what's coming in your heart maybe you've abandoned your garden for too long because you've eaten of the fruit not you you've eaten of the fruit of the knowledge of good evil that tells you that there's another way how would i go out into the world and take the world how would we have dominion over the world pt said something very interesting to us this weekend or on thursday i believe whenever it was and he said that you do know that most of us read the garden of eden time as a few days but then he said it was hundreds of years that had passed and then he showed us the scripture and i'm thinking i get why eve resulted to something else because it looked like the promise is long due. You said it on the first day. Now we're in the hundredth year. And we can't see it. But you see, us because of faith, we have to ask ourselves the question, but do we still have breath? Do we still have life? Then that is already a sign that there's hope for you. That the promise is not slow. I'm sorry to say this, but why am I confident that things can't happen to us? Even though we're exposed to a world that both your brother can be a criminal and the law enforcement can be a criminal. A man can die in the hands of his brother as well as the law enforcement. But why can things happen to him and not happen to you even though you're the same frame? simply because of purpose there's a promise that god has hanging over your life but sometimes it looks like god is long and because of that we start to result to other things there was a word you know the bible says again these are my thoughts the bible says that abram when he heard that lot or his nephew was taken yeah he mobilized the trained men born in his household do you understand that the trained men had no say on the house that they were living they were born there they were introduced to word there so what i'm saying to you is that the problem becomes when you're when you have not maintained as adam your garden you will start to think this is long you will start to think that nothing is happening You'll start to think that nothing's changing. And as a result of that, the tree that was always in your heart, the tree of the knowledge of good evil, eventually the Bible says it became um, pleasant in the eyes. Eventually it looks like the preferred option.
and what you start to see as the preferred option you eventually eat of. The only problem is that there are certain things for you that will die. Is there something you want to read? Go on. Voice translation. Where are you reading? Romans 12 verse 2. Go on. Do not allow this world to mold you in its own image. Instead, be transformed from the inside out by renewing your mind. Thank you very much. So where we're going in life, where if you want things to change for you, it's the focus of your inner being. Be transformed from the inside out. So sometimes I sit with people and I allow them to talk because I've learned from PT, if you hear someone speak long enough, they will give off the thing that is causing them to stumble. Read something today that you won't have to remember the truth. You will struggle to remember a lie. I thought that was very interesting. Someone will not be able to keep, if you tell them what's the issue, you keep asking them, yeah? One day they will say is this. Another day they will say is this. Enough, it's just to show you that their heart is complicated. So back in the NIV it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, yeah? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good pleasing and perfect will it says only after you've refused to be conformed to the pattern of this world if the word came to you from a pastor toby or from any of the leaders myself or any of the leaders that you will prosper yeah if you constantly refuse the pattern of this world you will not doubt that word and constantly you move towards the manifestation of it what weakens the heart is when it seems like our lives are drifting away from our expectations. That's what weakens the heart. You just thought, you know, you thought this relationship was going to work. No one said it. You just thought. And you know the problem about the settings of your heart? If they are not manufactured or if they're not uh, mobilized by purely the word, you will even hear out of the mouths of others the things you want to hear. I think that's one of the things that makes the heart so deceptive because the heart, therefore, is a mirror. You know, I remember the blessing word that PT preached um, when he was giving the blessing to all the families. When he came to COD, he says, as water reflects the face, so the heart reflects whatever, however it's said. And I just realized that the heart is a mirror. Whatever you put there is what you will see. So I don't want my deception said to me. I want to use the word as Pastor Remy touched in John 15 and I've taught it before. He says, you are already clean because of the word I've, sp I've spoken to you. That's the reason why we put ourselves constantly under the word. So that I don't have something drawing up or becoming a voice in my heart. In the days of the creation, we heard nothing about the serpent's creation. But all of a sudden, there's a personality that emerged. Do you understand what I mean by that? That sometimes if you don't look after you properly, there are certain voices that just seem to emerge out of nowhere. If you're not intentional enough about you. So it says, only after you've constantly refused to conform to the pattern of this world, 
but be be transformed by the renewing of your mind what does it say then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is yeah his good pleasing and perfect so it's only until that moment that you start to realize no god's way is actually better but why would you be dealing you know there's people that serve god out of frustration why would you become more and more frustrated is because your heart is not totally pure purity in this sense is i'm not talking about the sins um that the sins as we know it i'm just saying that what drives you ambition and the talks of the world or purely what the word has said i've trained myself i don't care how i see myself in the mirror yeah i only see me as what pt has said you know there are times in your life where the things you've heard your leader say look so different to the man in the mirror but it's at that moment that you choose to be the person that is going to roll out the new line or the new style of giving and finances it doesn't matter if that week you're struggling to make something happen you can only live by the word that is being said so abraham took hold of the hope that god gave him through his promise and he matched it with faith because he kept walking with god so eventually he even started to say even though i have no child call me the father of many you know that scripture where he says that he calls the things that be not as though they were. You've you've um you've you've moved through the word long enough to be fully sold. You've conceived faith that comes with the word. So I have no doubt on what I'm going to become because I can see him. I can see him. I look at Pastor Toby and it may look the furthest from it. The word charge that Pastor Remy gave, it was moving because it's true. Sometimes we look at something small and we despise it. But God doesn't need the strength of the thing in your hand to be able to do an abundance or bring about an abundance. It's your faith. So maybe we do have to go back into the little things we have with faith because now I get why Christ said, look, if you have faith, all things are possible. He says, even upon my arrival back, all I'm looking for is people of faith. He says, once you got to this place, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. So I don't want to be in a position where I allow my um, world-driven expectations to derail me to make me lose hope God said that the manner of the words he speaks is like rain falling on the ground it is impossible for it not to achieve what it's been sent out to do so how do people feel the word only works with faith we saw it. Why would these people, why did the Israelites not enter my rest? He said, because what they heard was not mixed with faith. So if I ever want to ask, okay, but people failed, I realized they lacked faith. Then I pay attention to where I am now. On the end of the spectrum, trusting and believing for certain promises. It's at this point that they lacked the strengthening of their inner man. Their physical eyes was um, able to see more than their mental eyes, their spiritual eyes. 
So they stopped when they should have kept going. And that's where they felt. So we need faith to keep going on. But look at this scripture, love. 1 Corinthians 13. Just a few scriptures and I'll give you one more scripture. Again, it's just me talking. But I'm trusting God that we will help, or he will help us through his words see things from his perspective. So if not, you will start over-worrying about your child. Remember when I first had Levi? And I always used to think uh, where, where he is. And I look, only people very close to me knows how much the Levi situation hit me. But most people don't even know it. And why would I um, be in pain? Because of worry. Because you're looking at things outside rather than what your heart is saying. And eventually, PT gave me an instruction and I just followed it. Maybe it's too early to say. But I can definitely say, if he chooses to choose a different way of life, <laughs> I see him like I see any other person here. I think he'll turn out great, though. But I think that came about by me not caring and caring about the only thing I'm meant to care about, which is the work. Look at what Paul says about love. If I speak in the tongues of men, yeah. Or of angels, but do not have love. I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Pause there. Look at this here. Yeah? I'm going to get you to read this once again because I know we read things with a mind already taught and therefore we miss. Read from verse 1 again. Look at this. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong yeah. or, or a clanging cymbal. First of all, is there a speech is there tongues of men? Yes. Is there also the tongues of angels? Yes. But it says, if you do not have love, whatever you say, either to men or to celestial beings, guess what? It's empty. Look at what verse 2 says. Go on. If I have the gift of prophecy, even if you have the ability to say what is going to happen, or you can see ahead, even if you can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, go on. And, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, look, even if I have faith to move the impossible, an unwavering resolve to make things happen you know we can get to a place and this is where i need us to get to a place where we have an un unwavering resolve that we can bend the unbendable we can do the impossible but it still says something if you have all of these things but you do not have love it says you are nothing look at verse three if i give all i possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, 
I gain nothing. Pause there also. So the fact that the statement ends with I gain nothing means that if you were to give all to the poor and give over your body to hardship, there's supposed to be gain. But why would someone not gain? Because they lack love. Look at what verse 4 then goes on to say. Love is patient. Before anything, in all that God can say, God says that love is patient. Why we will end up going to Ephesians 3 to pray is because when we're praying for love, it's a household of being able to wait on God without thinking that things are slow. He says love is patient first and foremost. Before he says anything else, why would someone have given their body, had done all of these things and not gain? In the process of giving over their body, in the process of um, giving all their possessions to the poor, the process of waiting they couldn't do. So they gained nothing because they could not wait for God to give them their promise. Do you understand that? Are you sure you're listening to me? Because this is why people miss out on the blessing. It's not that God doesn't give. It's not that God, find me the scripture that says that the Lord is not slow. Yeah, Second Peter also. Yeah, it, It's not that God does not respond. Now, all of this would have been nice motivational talks if we did not have Pastor Toby as a case study. Pastor Toby for years, 17 years, or oh, however many years before things started to bud. You could have thought that nothing's happening. He was also in and around people who he said was driving the nice cars. Were able to draw in the church mindset that he had then, was able to draw the big um, um, pastors or whatever. It looks like nothing's happening. But you would know someone love life by the ability to wait you will know it and look when we talk about patience we're not talking about inactivity we're talking about the ability to continue in something until what you see comes this is so i've seen people who leave before time and i'm just thinking oh they've never known the depths of love They've never been sold out. If any of us listening to me right now will not make it, and I pray that none of us here will be such a candidate, but if someone doesn't make it, it's because love was not perfected in them. They couldn't wait. Their eyes were running all over the place. So they started to try and measure God's response based on the patterns of the world. And when things didn't add up, according to their own um, estimation or calculation their heart started to grow weary they started to their heart started to become sick and they started to give off the negativity that has grown in their heart that they were not diligent enough to keep in order That's the problem of most people. Did you find that scripture for me? Second Peter what? 3 verse 8. Verse 8. Yeah. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. Yeah. 
With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. He says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. Yeah. And a thousand years are like a day. Please, you know, if the statement ended with the Lord, um, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, then it's literal. It means that a day to us is a thousand years. But when he goes back to say a thousand years is like a date is basically saying that time don't exist with him so god has never been late because he has set boundaries already the only reason why we don't get to the place of god's promise is because we could not wait long enough and the ability to wait is love you'll be thinking i said this is training but I get it. Every training of God is training of love. Every training. So this is where we fell because our eyes are too open or there's a former culture that we still have access to. Should we forget a bit of what that culture speaks or believes? We have compliance officers or we have access to people who can remind us of how things should be according to the world. And then we fell. What he's saying here is that time does not exist with him. So look at what he goes on to say in verse 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. He is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness. So it's the issue. The issue is how you understand time. He says the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Go on. Instead, he is patient with you. I couldn't wait to get to this scripture. Instead, he is patient with you. I, I read this thinking, this is quite interesting. So, the semen delay of time is God waiting for you to get it. So, if anyone is waiting, it's God. Not us. We're so untrue to ourselves. If we're, if we're going to be frank, I said this to the, to the team the other day, there's a culture of discipline we need to create. When we talk about the culture of discipline, it's not just one person being disciplined. Because if one person is disciplined, it's a struggle to roll it out to many people. So what we want to begin to develop is a culture of discipline. A culture of discipline, if we break it into parts, is first discipline people, then discipline thoughts, then disciplined actions. Things that we choose that anyone that walks into here can immediately fall into that. You know, culture is something that takes hold of you even when you don't ask it to. So the issue here is that, like I was saying, so the issue here is that we thought we've been praying. And that's why I realized in the Bible, most of the prayers before the New Testament were like, please, they're asking God to do something. And God is thinking, and I wouldn't have known the, the, the understanding of why many people pray to God as if they're pleading. Like, please, unless the case of Moses you know, Moses at one point got to the, to the water and according to the pattern of the world, you can only walk on dry ground, but he's met with the sea. So he looks to God, God help me. And did you see God's response? Why are you crying out to me? God is rooting for Israel to become a nation. He needs them too. 
but he's waiting on Moses to step he's waiting for Moses to go so anytime if there's something hanging over me as maybe I should have achieved this by now and it looks like time is going slowly there's just simply what God is showing us from the scripture because let men be liars God be true God is actually waiting on us there's a lesson Pastor Obi that you should have known by now there's a training that you should have matured and qualified through by now so the delay is not that I'm slow to promise is that you're slow to get it and why would we be slow to get it God is not dependent on you it's how much you just yield to the word yielding to the word is allowing the word to work in your life I want to show you a scripture still allowing the word to work in your life so it says the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness instead he is patient with you mm? not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance yeah but the day of the Lord will come go back to the last part sorry I missed it instead he is patient with you yeah not wanting anyone to perish so his semen delay is trying to root for you so do you know why the scripture stood out to me last week I was a bit more quiet to you guys meaning that I wasn't preaching every day because it was a thoughtful week for me and I went back and you know for a while something that's just been nudging my heart is the prayer and the speech that PT gave me on my 26th birthday because at the age of 26 a lot of things changed I got married at 26 and all of these different things and I remember that in the midst of that conversation PT said look this will happen that will happen there's nothing you can do about it and I'm thinking sir why would you say such things <laughs> you know I said the other day and Pastor Basola has made a screensaver the only way through it is through it there's things that you don't want to go through but you have to go through it so that you can wage war in that thing meaning that if you don't understand the struggles of people in the world it's because you didn't go through it so God I know this is meant for me to say but there's certain things you have to go through conquer so that you can train others so he's looked at him and Oh, I was thinking and then I listened to the word. And do you know what PT said? What's my gift? You've seen all kinds of gifts. You've seen watches. You've seen cars. What's my gift to you? Do you know what he said? Time. And that's why this scripture stands out to me. Instead, he's being patient with you. With you and I. Not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance remember what repentance is the change of mind what's slowing you down in this life right now is the mindset that you have that was fathered by this world what will push you into what you need to do is when you so i realize truly nobody can be exalted until humbled because for you to be real with yourself really face who you are in your heart it's a humbling thing that many of us and i say us many of us run from but until that moment that joseph you realize that it's not you it's god until that moment you stay in a prison and what's the prison in this case the prison of time the worry of what i will be 
and why I'm not by this time. That's what is, is caging people. I'm just thinking, if not for this, why would someone panic? Because patterns told them by this time and not only that, they look at people and they misjudge. They don't know how to put things into perspective. Like That's why I had to take you to Matthew 25 where I said that the ability is according to the word that's been spoken to you. So that's why I said that we're ultimately going to go to the place where we can demand and say, God, strengthen us. And what was the strength of man at every given moment throughout scripture? Word. David encouraged himself in the Lord, encouraged himself in the word. Even when his flesh was weak, it was the word that gave him the necessary nutrients and vitamins, gave him the ability to stand and keep going. That's what we want. Let me show you one or two more scriptures. Again, it's me talking with the family tonight so that we can begin to address areas in our lives. Exodus 3, Exodus 13, sorry. From verse 17. Yeah. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Look at this again. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them. So there was an option of a shorter route. But God did not lead them through it. Yeah? Through the Philistine country. Why? Though that was shorter. It was shorter, but he did not lead them. You'll be thinking God is rushing to get you to the place. The process is more important. God, Christ could have kept giving abundant fish to Peter. He showed him. Then he told him, let me show you the way. The 5,000 witnessed bread to the overflow. The way was given to the disciples. The miracle of the multiplication was between Christ and the disciples. What are you going to receive from leadership? The way. It's not your rent payment that you're going to get from leadership. It's the resolve that makes you able to pay your rent. The process. Because you see the issue is if God led Israel through the Philistine country, he would have taken his men to their territory. And you cannot defeat your enemy in their playing field. Don't worry, keep reading because I find this scripture very interesting. It says, though that was shorter, yeah. For God said. So God had reason to not taking them there quickly. There's a reason why we didn't just start living in, in mad houses, traveling the world, having Europe all listening to us immediately. Because we would want that. Because we also believe that that's what God wants us to do. But God's not rushing to take us there. But why? Look at what he says. If they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Now pause. You see this comment. We'll be thinking, okay, I hear you. This wouldn't have meant anything if not for the next verse. Look at what the next verse says. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. He complains the reason why I can't take them through the Philistine countries because if they face war, they will change their mind. But the scripture says here that they left ready for battle. 
You know, I've said this to you before. There are things you think you're ready to fight. There's wars you think you're ready to fight that you're not ready to fight. Do you know why? Because it's not your pure mental determination that makes you successful in that fight. It's your training. If they went into Philistines, into the Philistine country, they would have been people that had never gone through training of war. They would not have learned how to survive under hard circumstances. Paul said, as much as we know he prospered, because there's no way you're going to go from Europe and all of these places without anything. There's no way you're going to have a Phoebe or the wife of Chusa or whoever. You're not going to have these people if God had not trusted you to become someone that can handle that. What I'm trying to say with that is Paul told us a secret. He said he learned the secret of being content when he had nothing as well as an abundance. What makes you know, I actually want to say this. Sometimes what helps you be able to handle prosperity well is if you've been trained by lack long enough. If you know lack well enough, because everything, you said it, Ethel, everything works out for the good of those who love him, those who are patient, those who can wait on him will eventually see the good out of a seemingly bad situation. The wilderness was not meant to be, even though the wilderness was only meant to be a couple weeks journey, it was their disobedience that made it longer. So you see it when God said that it's not really the people waiting on God, it's God waiting on them. He was waiting for a generation of people that would be ready for Canaan. And we would have thought, oh yeah, yeah they're, they're ready, they've been ready. But only two were, Joshua and Caleb. When they finally got to the boundary or to, to, to the, um, the borders of Canaan, they didn't believe God that even Moses incited them, led them, persuaded them to go and search the ground. If you were so convinced, you wouldn't need to go and search. Do you understand me? And when they went there, even after 40 years, they still couldn't. They still couldn't. I'm saying to you that there are certain wars. Let's say million pound target is a war. Coming out of where we're coming from, we don't like not having. If you have not allowed that time to do enough with you, you'll think you're ready for battle. And if God throws you into the deep end of the pool, you will definitely drown. What God is saying is that every moment that we go through is training. It's training. How do you face betrayal? Will help you know how to engage with certain nations. Nothing that you're going through is not without God's plan and calculation involved in it. Can trouble erupt in a city without God knowing it? Can there be problems in our hearts, in our bedrooms, without God knowing it? But if you don't have the capacity of love, you'll run away from the very thing that God was using to weather you. Remember years ago when we was talking about the weathering, how God uses problems as your prophets, they announce you. So you see, there's not one person that assumed a position that became eternal in nature. In fact, when the Israelites were going out, Moses had to honor the 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 ask the request of joseph he took his bones meaning that joseph now became eternal among them 
David was not going to become the eternal throne bearer, the eternal shepherd or king, if he didn't go through 13 years or so of training. Because sometimes the road that God leads you on, if you try to logic it out according to the patterns of the world, it looks like you're going back on yourself. As for David, I was in my father's house and I was tending his wealth. So I was living good. I had enough to go and feed my brothers who were at the, the, at the forefront of the military. And then when the anointing came for a split second, it looked like everything was going well. Now I'm requested by the king. Then all of a sudden I find myself living in caves, longing for waters at the gate of Bethlehem. There's nothing going wrong in simple terms, what I'm saying to you. And what we should do is that, in fact, having heard words like this, we should just choose to intensify our work in patience. Because we're being made ready in a way that we cannot lose. Look at what this, remember the scripture I started off with. David had to praise not even his skill in battle. He had to praise his training. Because the reason why he kept winning was because it was God, the word. Problems that arose for the word's sake that trained his fingers for battle and his hands for war. That's what made him. Let me end with this scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Let's break this down. All scripture is God-breathed. Choir, I want you to get ready because we're going to worship. Then I'll lead us in the Ephesians 3. I really do want you guys to worship properly, so I'll take my time with this. All scripture is God-breathed. All word is God-breathed, inspired by God, divine in nature. And it's useful. Look at the breaking down of what it's useful for. Go on. And is useful for teaching. What is teaching? What does teaching do? Provide you knowledge. So in other words, it provides truth. What else is the word useful for? Rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. So it's useful for reproof. Rebuke, 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 sorry. In other words, it's able to tell you what's not going right. I want to break it down like this because if not, we won't be sure of ourselves. You know, there's a confidence you don't understand. Like, if I've made a comment to you tonight about Abraham going round, God didn't speak to the people around him, not even to his wife. So it was Abraham going around telling people, call me father of many nations. There's a certain level of confidence and arrogance that comes with someone sure in the way that they're following. And that's why I said that we need to get to a place. You know, I, this is not part of the teaching, but I'll share, because this is false, I'll share this with you. I went back to Revelation 5, where we were taught that Christ was both the lion of the tribe of Judah, as well as the lamb. I realize anyone that uniquely leads has two sides of the coin. They are extremely humble 
and extremely ferocious. You look at Pastor Toby, have you sat down with him? Extremely humble. It doesn't actually matter who it is. Trust, we've witnessed it. If you sit down with Pastor Toby, you'll feel like you're his best friend. You'll feel like you're his best friend. Like he knows extreme humility, but also ferocious. The person that roars for his camp so this is me sharing my personal things now the person that roars for his camp the lion must also be the one that bears all sacrifice it must be when they see him they see him wounded for the sake of what he believes in for the cause of what he believes in that's the kind of man that's the kind of woman that goes on to lead you're not just humble and because if you're just humble you're like this you're just you're you're flimsy but you're not just ferocious you need to have the right balance that's the case for all kings look at david extremely humble but extremely ruthless in business you need to be so humble so you can see well because being complacent can be the very reason why you are played about so you need to be extremely humble but you must be extremely cutthroat those are the people that go on to lead and produce but that's just by the way i don't know why i even share that with you but it says all scripture is god breathed and useful for teaching it gives me truth then it makes me aware of what's going wrong go on rebuking correcting then it tells me how to make that wrong right because that's correcting right then finally what does it do and training in righteousness it teaches me how to apply that truth training is just the application of the things you were taught are you hearing me family so where are we now as a family let me see the comments now we're about to worship and then i'll come back and lead us in the ephesians 3 we're at a place in our lives where i believe god is trying to speak to us as individuals to face yourself is one of the most difficult things and that's why i've got to a place where it's no longer a scripture that i read when i say that god um um what's the word how does he deal with the proud i can't remember he exalts the humble and whatever with the proud he he puts him down <laughs> resist you see pastor indidi's the preacher i'm telling you i'm just trying here pastor indidi like was born this way but on a serious note, what I'm trying to say to you tonight is I recognize with this word and that's why I said it's a word that I'm still working on. There are areas in my life, conversations that you, almost like deep conversations that you can't have with people, deep issues. And the problem is if you age or you become a person of position or you become someone that it seems that there's a lot of expectations upon you it becomes harder to address the man you've become or the woman you've become but i'm saying to you tonight until we get our god and our hearts back in order until we embrace love fully that makes us free from the prison called time making us sure that there's nothing said over our lives that will fail if we keep to the word allowing the word to keep producing the faith necessary to keep our hope uphold our hope then we won't fail 
But if tonight you're tired and you're just thinking, oh, this is long. If you're then fighting and saying, oh, you don't understand me. If you're there and saying, oh, my problem is too real. The issue is, forget prophesying. It's predictable what you'll become. Just look to your mom. I want you to get yourselves ready in the houses. I want us to have a few minutes. Truth is hard to take. I don't, I don't say things accidentally. It's truth is hard to take. What I want you to do, if you're ready, let's prepare our hearts. We're going to worship for a few minutes. I want you to be free flow. So go as you're led. Or pastor, Paul will lead. And in a few minutes, we'll come back to pray the Ephesians free prayer. Yeah, once you're ready, go for it.